Hello, today is the Remnant Women Warriors Bible Study, and you'll have to excuse my voice. I have a little bit of a raspy voice because I've got a little bit of laryngitis, so if I start coughing, just bear with me. <clears throat> Today's lesson I have entitled, A Plumb Line of a Virtuous Woman. And that may sound a little strange, but hopefully it will come together as we read through this. First of all, I want to read our scripture verse for the whole reason behind the remnant warriors. And that is that in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 through 17, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. <clears throat> when I was trying to get this lesson together, I had already chose the virtuous woman. But when I was on my knees praying, the Lord told me to add plumb line. And I thought, they're two different things, or at least I thought. So when I started researching the plumb line, it was awesome how God brought it together. So first of all, in case for those people out there who don't know what a plumb line is, a plumb line is a tool uh, that is used from a long time ago. Uh, in the ancient days, they didn't have a lot of tools. They didn't have levels and, and screwdrivers and things like that. But they did have a plumb line, which a plumb line is a plummet. It is a heavy weight at the end of a string. And that weight pulls on the string and makes it uh, a straight vertical line. So that when they were building, they could have everything straight and correct. <clears throat> So, whenever you're looking at a definition of what a plumb line is in the Bible, a plumb line is called a plummet. It's a cord with a non-magnetic weight attached to the end. When the cord is held in such a way that the weight can dangle free, an exact vertical can be determined. Painters and carpenters use this plumb line to keep their work straight. It is difficult while in the middle of a project to determine a true horizontal or vertical line without an objective measuring tool. So a plumb line was employed. A plumb line implies the law of gravity, the pull of the weight, just gravity itself to find the right angles, to indicate the most direct route from the top to the bottom, and to keep things plumb. Plumb line doesn't change, doesn't move with any whims of the carpenter or the painter. It remains true, and all work must line up or risk being crooked. A true plumb line is used in Scripture in several contexts. The Lord pictures himself as the builder. In Isaiah chapter 28, we see, he says, I lay down a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. 
In Isaiah 28:16, it says, This is a promise of an unshakable kingdom with the Messiah in charge. Jesus Christ is this precious cornerstone. In Mark 12, 10, Acts 4, 11, and Romans 9, 23, as the Lord builds his kingdom, he ensures it is perfect in every way. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. And that's in Isaiah 28, 17. There will be no crookedness, sin in the kingdom of Christ. When the Jews return from captivity in Babylon, they begin to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. For a time, the work languished, and God sent the prophet Zechariah and Haggai to spur the people on to finish the rebuilding. The message was encouraging. Do not despair over the small beginnings. God will see to it that the temple is completed, and Zerubbabel, the governor, will oversee the project. Whoever has despair, the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. That's Zechariah 4.10. And then in Amos chapter 7, verses 7 through 8, it says, This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with the plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked, What do you see, Amos? He said, a plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. When God said he was setting a plumb line among his people, he was declaring an end to their attempts to justify their crooked ways. The Lord was setting up the standard. God doesn't negotiate his laws. He does not change with his whims of a culture. God's moral law is the plumb line against which we determine right and wrong. Just as a carpenter's plumb line is not subject to the opinions or the frustrations of the workers, so God's moral standards are not subject to the opinions of man. Wise people are those who line up their lives according to God's plumb line rather than trying to move or to satisfy their own agendas. God's plumb line is the direct way that God has a standard for us to follow. He doesn't negotiate those standards. He makes a way for us no matter what as long as we follow him. So now I want to go, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Proverbs 31, which is the story of a virtuous woman. We're going to start with number verse 10 and go through 31. And it says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her wealth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like a merchant ship 
She brings her food from afar. She also arises while is yet not and provides food for her household and a portion of her maidservants. She considers a field and she buys it. From her profits she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. This sounds like the perfect woman. <clears throat> so I, I, the standard there is very strong. That's our plumb line. That's the word of God for us to follow to be a virtuous woman. But what does virtuous mean? Virtuous means having or showing high moral standards. There are common synonyms for virtuous, ethical, moral, noble, righteous. But if you look at the Hebrew translation, it's called Kyle, C-H-A-Y-I-L. It means woman of valor, especially in battle. And I thought, what does a woman of valor mean? When you look at the woman today, when is she not in a battle? She's a wife, a mother, a cook. Her jobs are many. She faces great danger in the face <clears throat> of every battle. It implies that she that her courage, bravery, and doing what frightens her. Who is not frightened of raising children? To be uh, Christians, it's a hard battle to fight. It's a hard, you fight every day at that. So now I want us to take a moment to look at the qualities of a virtuous woman. First, she's trustworthy. In Proverbs thirty-one eleven, the heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. 
She shows respect for her husband. She can be trusted and is respected by the elders. Her husband is fully confident in her, and she aspires confidence in her husband. She is not annoying. She's not impatient, unpredictable. She will never deliberately let her husband down. She is committed to her marriage. It says that she is wise in verse 21. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She doesn't throw the words in vain. She doesn't use bad language. She doesn't harm with words and is always ready to give advice. She's fully committed to her marriage and her family. It says that she's a hard worker. Verse 13 through 15. She works well with her hands. She rises early in the morning to provide food for her family. She shows no idleness in verse 27. Her hard work will bring her praise, verse 31. A virtuous woman must not... I'm sorry, I had to take a break because of my throat, so bear with me. She is a hard worker. In verse 13 through 15, it says she works well with her hands. She rises early to provide food for her family. She shows no idleness. Her hard work will bring her praise. A virtuous woman must not be lazy. She works willingly, hard, and doesn't grumble when completing her task. She's not idle with her time. She's very responsible. I wanted to go back and look at what a woman, a virtuous woman in these times would have to go through. And I was amazed. Do you know that the women got up sometimes two hours early in the morning? It took them two hours to grind the grain that it would need for them, for her to cook her breakfast. We just go to the store and buy the flour. And then still, we can't even get the breakfast made. Can you imagine it taking two or more hours just to get the the equipment that you needed to make your bread? A lot of these women had to go and help in the harvest. They had to bring the harvest in. And they didn't have tractors or, or uh, trucks to haul it. They had to do it all by hand. They were midwives. They had to... Uh, helping the birthing of the babies. They didn't go to the hospital. That was all done at home. And, and it was hard. A lot of babies died during that time. It was a difficult, hard time when they had to work like this. They <clears throat> they had to, to prepare a lot of things. Their clothes came from animal skins. They had to prepare everything that their family needed. Now we just go to Walmart or or Target or wherever and we buy the things that our family needs. It says that she is a good manager, 14 through 18. A virtuous woman spends money wisely. She purchases quality 
items that her family is in need of. She works hard to complete her daily task. She doesn't waste her time on things that do not please the Lord. And her desires that she has, they are placed on the back burner. It says she is a positive influence. In verse 12, a virtuous woman brings good to her husband. Have you ever heard it said, behind every successful man is a strong woman? That's biblical. She is the best asset to her husband. She never brings harm to her husband. She's always looking out for her family. She cares about her health, verse 17. She cares for her body. I think it's safe to say that she doesn't overindulge. She needs her strength to complete her daily task. And when we look at things, the strength that she would need, she would have to have rest because you can't continue in strength without rest. A healthy diet. Because without a healthy diet, you have all kinds of things that take place and go wrong in your body. Her family depended on her. She needed to be as healthy as she could be. And I think that a lot of times the delicacies of this world, they're addictive to us. And sometimes we don't even realize that, that the delicacies are being addictive and they're doing us harm. They make us weak. <clears throat> Sometimes the devil has come into our world in ways that we never even thought about. To make us a weaker species, that we would not be able to do the tasks that the Lord gave us. The next thing, she's faithful to God. Verse 30, she fears the Lord. She serves with her whole heart, her soul, and mind. She seeks his will for her life. And follows his ways. She watches her tongue and speaks with wisdom. She understands that beauty is temporal thing. What makes a lady respected is that she fears God. And the fear makes her soul beautiful. <clears throat> this fear of the Lord is a source of her wisdom and her goodness. She cares about eternity more than the life on earth. She is compassionate and unselfish. The income that she earns, now you think about this, she's working so hard and doing so much to provide for her family, but yet when she does make something and sell it, she takes that income and she shares it with the poor and the needy. Verse 20. She's a loving mother, verse 28. A virtuous woman teaches and nurtures her children with the love of God. The education of her children is a priority. She disciplines with care, with wisdom. She teaches gently. She watches over her household. This sounds like the perfect woman, doesn't it? So how do we measure up? This is where our plumb line comes in. 
God has given us the perfect example of how a virtuous woman of God are supposed to be in act. So when we're measuring ourselves, we know the straight, the right way to be in line with God's request. His plumb line, not the world's. The world and Satan has changed the standards of today's world. Women no longer work at home. They work outside the home. And when they come home, they're so tired that they, they run to McDonald's and get their food or a, a, a fast food restaurant. They don't have time for understanding love and compassion. They're too busy getting ready for the next day. And they don't spend time with God. That should be our number one priority because without God, we can do nothing and we are weak. He is our strength. They no longer teach their children at home in today's society, but we send them off to schools for others to teach their morals. Some of our teachers aren't even Christians. Their standards are different. And our government they have full control over what the teachers can even teach them. The material is wrong. Husbands are no longer held in high esteem. And wives, they put their wants above their families and their husbands' needs. No longer are wives the best asset to their husband. Their best asset is in their beauty, or so they think. Their language destroys instead of bringing life. Oh, the power of the tongue. What are we willing to give up to meet God's plumb line? His standard. If we want a great family life, we must have and seek the perfect standard. God's plumb line is his word. And it was not... And it won't lead us down a crooked road. If we obey his standards and we are willing to give up to follow him. Now, when I was reading about the plumb line, I think I kind of even emphasized that it says that that plummet was not to be anything magnetic. If you know anything about magnets, <clears throat> they have a north and a south pole. And it says opposite poles attract to each other, while the same poles repel each other. So when you rub a piece of iron along a magnet, the north-seeking poles of that atom in the iron, they'll line up in the same direction. The force generated by the alignment creates a magnetic field. So if you can picture in your mind a plumb line, you've got your string with your plummet on the bottom. If that plummet, that weight at the bottom, has a magnetic force in it, and you take another magnetic force and bring it close to it, that metal will attach to it, and your string is no longer straight. It becomes crooked. That is exactly why he says it cannot be a magnetic field. Satan is the other magnet that is trying to draw you away from God's perfect standard. And oh, what a deceitful thing he's done to pull mothers away from their children and away from their husbands. 
He has deceived the world into thinking that they can do whatever they want and it's okay. We need to get back to God's standard. It's his standard that makes the difference. God puts tension on that line. He doesn't make it easy for us because if it was easy, we would just do whatever we wanted and come back to it. But no, he puts tension on that line to keep us straighter, to keep us more bent to his ways. This plumb line and this virtuous woman, it also applies to our church families. Remember our scripture, Galatians 6.10? Therefore, whoever we or whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. God wants us to teach our brothers and sisters to come in unity. Allow the weight of God's word to pull your string, to make the perfect straight line. No magnetic forces to pull you away. Keep the tension on the line perfect straightness. Stay in his word. Society likes to praise and define us, but God doesn't use the same dictionary. Above and beyond all praise and recognition and joy of this world, heaven is our ultimate goal. That is our reward for God's people. I found this little saying, and I thought it was so true. It makes you think. It says, The future lies before me, like a field of fresh-fallen snow. If you've ever seen a fresh snowfall, it glitters, it's beautiful, there's no tracks, there's nothing. But it says, be careful how you walk in it, for every step will show. You're leading the way for your children. If we see the mistakes that we've made, Maybe we can get back to God's standard and we can correct what has gone wrong. God wants our hearts. He made this standard strict and tough. I know sometimes it's very hard. What are we going to be willing to give up to have his perfect standard? Everything is worth it. Let's close in prayer. God, open our hearts, our eyes, our mind to receive your guidance. Make us straight with your plumb line and your words. Give us loving hearts to love others the same way as you love them. Keep us safe as we travel home. May we bring glory to your name by being a virtuous woman.